Hello, everyone. My name is Tyler Rogers. And I'm Catherine Talik. And welcome back to the second episode of the Culture Arc Podcast, the podcast where we talk about really whatever we want. I'm joined here by my wonderful co-host, Catherine Talik. How are you doing today, Kate? I'm doing pretty good. It's sunny but a little cloudy. Everything's going great. How about you? Well, it's actually sunny, but a little cloudy here, too, so that's ironic. Um, In case you guys did not know this, I am from Alabama, and Kate is from Washington, so it's kind of funny when we have the same weather. Um, Hilarious. Isn't it? So, today's episode is going to be very interesting. I have gotten a couple of requests to do a little bit more about us, Um, you know, learning more about us and being able to tell our story. So what's going to happen in this episode is we're going to tell our stories and hopefully resonate with some of you that might feel a little bit more comfortable watching this episode or watching the series after this episode. So Kate, would you like to go ahead and begin? Um, well, I am Catherine or Kate. Um, I've known Classy for a while, as you guys know from the first episode. Uh, I really like gaming, sewing, I'm into anime and manga right now. I am obsessed with Attack on Titan. Yeah. So I'm we know. (laughs) Trust me, Kate. (laughs) 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 I I can assure you that we all know you're obsessed with manga right now. It's anyway. Continue. I might be jumping around from topic to topic because I do have ADHD that I control with medication. So we'll just see how it goes. I'm looking at Kate's um, Discord uh, like profile here, and uh, her her <laughs> her uh, mood for the day, or, or what's that line you can add? It says you're obsessed with Attack on Titan. Why don't you uh, explain that to us a little bit? Um. Well, you see, a few months ago, I finally started watching it. And I saw the first episode, and I was like, oh, they didn't tell me that there was action, gore, and sword fighting. I would have gone for that sooner, because it's like Star Wars. You, you didn't get that from the word attack in the name? No, because the first time I saw it, my brother was watching it, and all I saw was a titan running. So I saw this ugly thing running that was naked, and I thought, boy, this is stupid. I had no clue that it was Attack on Titan. And so, um, yeah, some people were saying, oh, watch it, it's so good. I finally watched it, and I was like, this is freaking great. Oh, my goodness. I can't say the same thing. I'm a big Star Trek guy, but what else do people need to know about you, Kate? I'm obsessed with Star Wars. Aren't we both? I mean, come on now. I will say that I too am obsessed with Star Wars. I'm actually more obsessed with Star Trek. Um, big fan of all the Star Trek series. Um, haven't really watched a lot of the new ones though, so I can't comment too much on those. But I can tell you that uh, I do love Star Trek as a whole. And with that being said, everybody, Um, I'm also a composer. I play 13 musical instruments. 
Um, some of them I'm a little more rusty on than others because I don't own them, so I haven't played them in a few years, but I do still remember a lot of uh, the fingerings and things that you need to do um, to play those properly. And of course, on top of that, I sing as well. I'm very musically inclined, let's put it that way. Um, God, what else am I good at, Kate? Uh, voice acting is one very thing I love to do. Very good at voice um, acting, may I add? Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and, you know, that's how we met was was me changing my voice on a video game. So that's always fun. Um, and then, of course, we've got um, my ability to write. I love to write poetry and stories uh, and all that fun stuff. Um, I've written, I don't even know how many poems today, probably somewhere along the lines of 30 or 40 that I've never published. I just, you know, haven't, haven't gotten around to publishing those yet. I actually did enter a poetry competition um a while back and i lost but that's okay um there were a lot of other amazing poets um that i i really thought were just great um i also have add uh, or adhd and um so it does allow me to have a harder time to focus which if i am bouncing around topics just like kate i apologize but that's what makes this a fun show it's about anything right <laughs> so you know we're just here to talk and have a good time um and with that being said you guys kind of know a little bit more about me on that note those are the main things i like to do i am engaged to my amazing partner bernard who i love very much and um, we're still planning out the wedding date. Don't know when that's going to happen, but I can't wait. So, um, oh, one more thing I forgot to mention about myself, Kate. Oh, one more thing, Kate. I forgot to mention. I like to cook. Oh, my God. You make some of the best looking dishes. Oh, my God. Like, I want to eat them so bad, but I can't. I know. It's so much fun for me. Um, most recently, I've learned how to do... I created a new recipe for my pan-seared salmon with a garlic lemon butter. Oh, and the, the skin is so incredibly crisp and gentle. It's, it's, it's beyond amazing. It is so good. Um, and I hate to make that, you know, that's not, that makes me sound like a kind of an asshole, you know? Um, but... I'm not trying to be an asshole you about eat it. The I'm just, skin? you know, yeah, you eat the skin. Oh, you don't eat the skin on salmon. I like the scales and what? Well, obviously they're shaved down enough so you can eat them. Yeah, the skin I is like eat the brown stuff that's between the skin and the pink meat. I eat that stuff, but I really haven't eaten the skin. How? You know what? It's okay. We're not going to talk about that. It's I, fine, I, Kate. I didn't know. <laughs> you know what? I need to cook you a salmon so you can you eat do. it. You do. You do. Skin is really... You really want a nice, crispy skin. And that, that skin, I think it's nice and crispy and, and, and this beautiful golden brown. Or, or, or uh, depending on the, the color of the skin uh, that you want, it can be a nice black. And it, it's not burnt, though, because the color of the skin is black and silver, right? So you think it's burnt, but it's not. And it, it looks, still looks great, but it tastes so much better than it looks. And, um, you know, that, that's one of the best parts of that. So I do want to point out um, that we need to get ready to move into our next section, Kate, which is going to be about 
our childhoods and how we got to where we are now. Just kind oh. of video games, which we covered <laughs> in the last episode. But we need to talk about, you know, what made us into the adults we are today and, and why we're moving forward in our lives with a podcast about random shit. Okay, so... Do you want to start off with your childhood? Oh, boy. Or... So, um, let's see. I was born in Montgomery, Alabama with my twin brother, Matthew, who um, I love very much, but he's a total dick. So, there's that. Um, well, of course, because he's your brother. Exactly. That's the point. Um, but, you know, the two of us were born on September 11th, 2001. Um, I know, what a great birthday, right? I never celebrate my birthday, fun fact. I always celebrate it the day before or the day after, but never the day of. Um, just because I actually do take the time to kind of sit back and, and try to remember. I read through some of the names and, you know, I watch the changing of the wreath. And I, I, I try to be as... Um, I try to use as much solitude as I can on that day. I really don't like to celebrate my birthday on the 11th. Um, my twin brother, he doesn't have much of a problem with it, but, you know, I'm just built different, I guess. So, anyways. Um, and I, I grew up on Lake Martin, Alabama, which is a lot of fun. I, You know, if you've ever grown up on a lake or in a beach town, you kind of understand. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting because I was in the middle of nowhere and I used to have an accent that made me sound like a southern hick out of a movie from the 1950s, I'll tell you. But now, obviously, most of that is gone. You might be able to hear it just a little bit in some of the words I say, but that's okay. Um, I really loved living on the lake. Uh, and then I moved to Auburn, Alabama. Um, and then I moved to Tallahassee. And now I'm back in Auburn, Alabama, which is a lot of fun. I love Auburn. Um, it is home to me. You know, we've got a population of 72,000 people now, which is 43% higher than what it was in 2010. We're one of the fastest growing cities in the country now. Isn't that cool? Um, and apparently we also have an Olympic gold medalist going to the university here. So just a little side note there. Back to my childhood. You know, I used to go and do a lot of fun stuff on like uh, four wheelers and go karts, and we used to take our uh, our buggies back into the woods and, and drive those around. But the one thing I never liked, Kate, and I don't know if you like this, but the one thing I never liked was going mud riding. I have never been mud riding. I did not like it at all. <laughs> I really hated it. <laughs> um, I don't blame you. It sounds... It's exactly what it sounds like. You get all dirty and caked in mud. Yes, and then you have to clean your clothes and your vehicle, <laughs> and it's just the most pointless thing to me. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I would rather drive through a puddle of water than a puddle of mud, if that makes any sense at all. <laughs> that does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense to our listeners, but I would rather drive through a puddle of water than a puddle of mud. Uh, let's see. So I am not like the rest of my family. I grew up um, never wanting to go hunting. I, I wanted to hunt when I was five years old. And then when I realized I'd be killing something, I was like, oh, Jesus, no, I don't want to do this. Um, so that was interesting. And, and, you know, now I look back on my childhood and, and I think... I really do miss living on the lake uh, and going to play in the lake and 
and you know swimming and fishing i really like the fishing and it's funny i won't go hunting but i'll go fishing most of the time i'll put the fish back though so you know it's nothing too bad i guess um if they're too small we'll put them back if they're if they're big enough to eat then you know we'll bring one or two of them back to the house and bernard will skin it off and you know take scales off and stuff they'll cook it they'll eat it yeah um i've been cooking ever since i was the age of like six years old i watched my mom in the kitchen a lot as a kid and now um now i'm in the kitchen a lot as an adult and uh it's a lot of fun uh it really is and so you know i went to school and i was dumb as a damn rock i'll tell you i was dumb um i made a seven on my first fractions test and uh, then I retook it and made a 28. And that is one of my most interesting, like, motivational stories, I guess, because I went from that to being able to pass fractions when I got to high school. Um, but, you know, the education where I grew up just wasn't the, the best. And so we had to uh, make do with what I had when I moved to an extremely difficult school system, which was Auburn. It was very challenging, and I loved it. Um, well... I don't really know what else really happened in my childhood, but, you know, a lot of it taught me to grow up. I, you know, we were disciplined and, um, you know, we were bad kids, I'll tell you. Uh, you know, we gave our mom a hard time, um, but, you know, we all still love our mother and, you know, our mother still loves us, so that's a good thing. Um, and, you know, ultimately I, I've had a good life. Um, you know, my parents did get divorced when I was 10 years old. But honestly, I saw that uh, for the better. You know, I, I thought it was a good thing they got divorced because they needed it. There wasn't a lot of energy there anymore. And, you know, they would argue. And, and I just, I felt like it was a good thing that they got divorced. Um, and it actually made me and my siblings a lot stronger in terms of our emotions. Um, and it really brought us into a whole different light you know so tell me a little bit about your childhood kate where you came from where you grew up what you did i've been in washington for basically all of my life i was born and raised here um i was a handful in my childhood i grew up with my parents my older sister and younger brother we were a handful. My older sister, not so much, but me and my brother would get in trouble. Let me tell you, those were some fun days back then. He might not think so, but um, trust me, I can. I I definitely believe you, Kate. I do. <laughs> I was a horrible sister to grow up with. I will admit that I was a horrible sister, but I'm a lot better of a sister now. I'd like to think so. Hopefully I'm the cool sister now. Anyway, in fifth grade, I did have a couple of screws loose because I was being bullied at that point. I had some anger issues that I did get counseling for. And I really loved my therapist because she was the one to tell me, she was like, cut the shit. And that was a turning point. I got through that. And then when sixth grade came, I threw, fell into a little bit of a depression. And 
and I ended up, it was while I was going through that, that I ended up meeting my best friend, Katie. And they had come halfway through the school year and they were in the same class as me. And we basically became friends right off the bat. So they were a really good rock and we always had each other's back, especially throughout high school. And to this day, we're still best friends. We met in, I wanna say 2011 or 2012. So it's almost been 10 years and I cannot imagine never of meeting them because they were what kept me going. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm glad you brought up the anger issues because um, I also had that same exact problem. And we talked about this the other day on the phone. Um, I was a very angry child. And uh, as I got older, I had become a Buddhist for, for two years. And uh, that was really to mellow me out because I I was very worried I would have gone to jail had I continued with my anger. But um, when I finally subscribed to Buddhism, I didn't really think of it as a religion, more of a philosophy of life. And it, it's an amazing philosophy. It really is. It's very soothing and very calming. Um, and, you know, I'm really happy that I did that because had I not, Kate, I most likely would be in prison right now. And... Uh, you know, I'm not afraid to admit that either, because for people with anger issues or problems like that, it's so important to get help or find your own way to deal with it. Um, and we'll, we'll get to the mental health aspects of, of ourselves oh, well, in I the later part of this episode, but continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, in high school, I kind of went through the emo goth phase, which, you know, you never kind of get out of it. Because a part of you, whenever those songs come on, you just revert back. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, and you always love Halloween, so... Halloween is coming up. Like, it's it's literally Well, right. you know, I actually am not the biggest fan of Halloween. The only good thing about Halloween is the discounted candy the next day. Well, I like all the decor I can shop for. I mean, it's the one time of... it's. It's the only time of year I can really find decor that I like. Well, I can say that I like Halloween flavored things and, and, and fall based desserts and, and food and, and drinks. You know, pumpkin spice is my thing. I love pumpkin spice. And anyone that wants to come for me on social media for that, be my guest because I am ready. I am ready for you. I love pumpkin spice and I am a white girl at heart, I'll tell you. I was just about to call you a white girl. Oh, well, thank you. But I will say that it was, um, you know, I actually found out about it the first time because my dad, my dad, the most masculine person I know, introduced me to pumpkin spice. Can you believe that? Your dad? My dad. Aww. He took me to Starbucks one day and him and my sister said, you have to try this. And I said, okay, what is it? And they said, it's a pumpkin spice latte. And I said, I don't like pumpkin. I said, no, it's not that. And so I tried it, immediately fell in love with it. Immediately. So good. So, so good. But I will say that it, it was, uh, 
one of my favorite drinks and it still is and i love it when pumpkin spice comes out from starbucks or local coffee shops too i really like to support all my local businesses so i like to go to the local coffee shops here and and get their pumpkin spice and i actually think most of the time they taste a lot better than the starbucks pumpkin spice latte and no hate on starbucks but nothing beats local you know nothing beats local businesses i can agree with that <laughs> okay, well, that was an interesting way to say that, but all right. Yes. I, 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 I know you do, Kate. It's okay. But um, all right. Well, moving on from that, let's move into our. Uh, we, we were going to talk about mental health, and and uh, this is kind of where we want to bring more awareness to mental health as well, because it's so important. You know, we covered that in our last episode, and I have a feeling we're going to be covering it in a lot of our episodes because you can't cover it enough. You know. You really cannot, you really cannot express how important taking care of your mental health is without actually talking about it, you know? I agree. And there are so many signs and symptoms that are there that some people just don't recognize and whatnot. But thankfully, my family or anything that I've been through they recognized those signs and they were able to get me the help and treatment I needed before it got to the drastic point of me doing something very bad. Yeah, and I can agree with that. You know, when I, when I was young, uh, when I was a kid, I, I had a really big problem with um, depression, especially after my parents divorced. And, uh, you know, it's part of the ADD, too, is, is depression and anxiety. Um, and, you know, you, you deal with it because that's all you can do. But I can tell you that I have gone through a lot with that. And um, depression is not a joke, you know. It, it really is something that is so hard for so many people to get over. And, uh, you know, so is anxiety, but the, the biggest thing I've dealt with was depression, you know, um, I finally am talking to a counselor again and I've got to say it's helping, you know, talking to someone really does help and it doesn't work for everybody, but I can tell you that for me, it does. Um, and I've also got my alternate outlets that I use like music and cooking. Those help me get over that depression gaming and playing and talking to all of you as well is what really really helps me feel better and um you know it really brings out a lot of um bad feelings but i'm able to put those back inside with uh, the things that i love to do um because i i do use those as an outlet and a lot of the time people with uh super intense depression cannot do the things they love but over the years i've been able to develop um, a mechanism where even if I, I'm not in love with it at that moment, I can still do it. And as I'm doing it, it, it finally starts to kind of trickle away, you know? Um, and, and that's that's important. So what, what are your takes on that, Kate? I can agree with that. Depression, it really is a battle. And for some people, like the symptoms can be ranging. Not everybody has the same symptoms. Sometimes people 
don't have the common symptoms so it's a lot harder to spot and i can't agree like with the having things you love and not being able to do them i know for a while i just i could not play video games i could barely even turn on my computer i was just so depressed i was tired all the time i slept for about 20 to 18 hours a day and this was during my senior year of high school yep yep i I slept a lot too missing out on all those classes i got it to like down to three classes a day so i'd be at school for three classes and at lunch i'd go home and be home for the rest of the day asleep and Mm -hmm. i'd probably wake up around five eat something and then go right back to sleep yeah and and i can agree with that i would come home from school and immediately immediately i'd go to sleep and i would sleep for about four to six hours most days and stay up all night and then sleep again you know be late for school a lot because i just wanted to sleep i didn't want to go because i was bullied a lot in school and you know i was treated very terribly by a lot of my peers and you know, there, there were terrible things said about me at different levels, especially when I started in high school. And, you know, a lot of things don't get to me, but this was the kind of stuff that did. And I'm going to tell you about this. I'm not going to name any names, but I am going to tell you about this. When I started in high school, okay, I'm not going to name off the high school, um, but I'm sure I probably already said it. But there was a lot going on at that school. I had just moved to a town with people that I never thought I would get along with. And I didn't, by the way. Chakra there. Um, there were a lot of rumors spread to the younger people about me. I remember when I started in 10th grade. Ninth graders had come up. And that was my sister's class, by the way. So my sister was in this ninth grade class. And there was a rumor going around that the people, the boys in my class and the classes above me had spread a rumor that because I was gay, I was going to try, and uh, I'm going to give a trigger warning right now, everyone. You might want to skip past this part if you if you don't want to talk about this. But they spread this rumor that I was going to rape the ninth grade boys around the school. And I remember when I was told that, I would get so many looks of disgust at me. And I never understood why until I was finally told that. And I was glad I was told that because I had to break down in tears because I thought my life was about to be over, you know? I broke down into tears. You are not that type of person because I knew you when you were in ninth grade. You did not send off any of those vibes and I can pinpoint people who are malicious like that. You are not Mm -hmm. malicious like Mm -hmm. that. Well, you know, when when I was in 10th grade, it was, I was innocent, you know, I, I didn't make friends with a lot of the boys there because I was different. I would wear a suit and a trench coat and carry a briefcase to school because that's what I wanted to wear. I did not give a damn how other people looked at me. I didn't. And to this day, I don't. You look classy. Exactly. I looked classy. There you go. Um, Speaking of classy, my other podcast, The Classy Corner, is going to be releasing its first episode soon, so go check that out. Um, With that being said, 
You know, it was so incredibly hurtful to hear that kind of stuff. And I was different. I, I would take out my conducting baton and conducting class to pass the time with music in my ears. And I'd play it as loud as I could because I did not give a damn what anyone else thought of me. I didn't. The substitutes and the teachers would look at me like I was crazy. They'd talk about me as if I obviously couldn't see them talking about me and looking in my direction. And I did that every single day for the four years I was in high school, conducted in class every day, if I had time. I took my classes seriously, but I took conducting after I'm done with my assignments just as seriously. It, it was a way for me to get over stuff because I could get my anger out with that conducting, I'll tell you. Uh, and my poor best friends that would always sit in front of me, I'd always hit them with the baton by accident. I'd never mean to, but you know, I it happened. I've seen some of the videos of you conducting. Yeah, it's crazy. But so much of my high school years was being taunted by by boys that couldn't even you know they were popular or they thought they were popular because they would be good at baseball or wrestling or anything like that and they thought they had the right to make fun of me and that they could get me down and they did they did when i first moved there but when after that rumor went around that i was going to rape all the ninth grade boys um, and try to molest them. I can tell you that I grew a very, very thick skin after that. And I was not afraid to stand up to anybody that said anything about my being gay or anyone else around me being gay. I stood up for every single person around me that was bullied because it's not fair. You know? Same. And those, those guys probably had something going on at home and stuff, and I understood that. And of course I forgave them, but the absolute looks of fear and disgust that I got from those boys broke my heart. Absolutely broke my heart. Because I'm a very, very personable person. I love to deal with people and talk to people and meet new people. But when people look scared of me or like they're fearful of me, you know, it's very upsetting. What about you, Kate? Did you have anything like that happen in high school? In high school, I definitely know in middle school, I was bullied to the point where uh, I was, and this is trigger warning here, skip over this if you do not want to hear it, I am going to put a trigger warning. I was severely bullied in middle school. I uh, Somebody took a photo of me changing when I was in the locker room, of course it was another girl. Oh my gosh. And she was bullying me. Um, but as I said, me and Katie, we got each other through high school. There was one point where I had hurt myself. Um, and one of the times, Katie saw it and she slapped my arm so goddamn hard on the spot where I hurt it. I went, wow, oh, that hurt. And she said, good, that's how you make me feel. You do that again, and I'm gonna make you hurt even worse than that. And that's kind of when I realized, and that's made me, what made me stop, because when you're in that mentality, you don't realize the people around you might be hurting too when they see you 
falling like that and she helped me get through this time if it wasn't for her I would surely have gone because I basically I had nobody else nobody else that Mm -hmm. I could trust besides Mm -hmm. them and if it wasn't for her then I am sure that I would not be here today so she is such a rock in my life and the other point was senior year I was just so down it got to the point where I went to counseling for a third time and the counselor there she was so nice she said okay we're seeing depression here and it's not always there so we're just we're gonna treat depression like a cold there are things we can do to help make it better you know and I really liked the way she put it because she's like yeah it's a cold everybody gets colds and that really helped me see that that, yeah I can get through this and she was so nice I remember I got I would get so tired I would just sit down in the middle of Walmart if I got too tired just sit down on the floor that's absolutely disgusting but I just get so tired physically and mentally I would sit down on the floor like a child Mm -hmm. Yeah. so I remember laying on the floor of her office in one of our first sessions underneath the chair I was so tired and just being able to get through that and being to be awake for most of the day it's such a refreshing feeling because I felt like oh god it was horrible I'm a person who goes up and down with the sun but I would be down before the sun was down I would Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, oh, sorry, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So I, um, you know, I, 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 there were a couple of times where I had that same problem with, um, wanting to just end it all, you know, and, and, um, it was a terrible time for me. And it actually, it was after that rumor started about everyone saying I was going to rape the ninth grade boys and stuff. And, um, I I remember I had one of my guns and you can get where this is going right I can exactly had I not found my alternate outlets to help me feel better I would not be here either and that's why I take it so seriously really I do and one of my coworkers at work reminded me that suicide is not a joke and I realized I was using humor about it to kind of deal with it but she's so right you know it's not a joke you know we can make jokes about it all we want but you know and i i i agree with you that's how that's how i talk about it is i joke and i use it as a wall Mm -hmm. of defense and and, you know we should be more careful at least i know i should about about where i do it and joke about it because it's not it's not fair to people who have either had that problem or lost someone to it because i've lost a few friends to suicide and um you know it's not something you should joke about but you know we all have different ways of dealing with it i just have to be more conscious about it with other people But I will say that we're coming up close to the end of this episode here, Kate. But everyone, we wanted to kind of talk about ourselves. 
um, because it's so incredibly important for you to realize that even the people that you listen to on a podcast that might live a million miles away from you are just the same as you. We are people and we all have problems. We all have things that we go through, but you know, there's always someone that can help you. And, you know, it's so incredibly important that if you're feeling suicidal or you're feeling like you don't want to be on this earth anymore, you know, we want you to be able to go and um, talk to somebody. And so I'm going to give you the Suicide Hotline's number and website one more time. The number is 800-273-8255. That's 800-273-8255. And their website is suicidepreventionlifeline.org. If you need someone to talk to, then by all means, call that number or go to their website and someone who is professional will help you find your way to the end of the tunnel. Instead of you getting lost in the tunnel and struggling, Get the help you need, please. We did, and now we feel a lot better with ourselves. We still struggle every day, but we have each other and we have outlets that we use. We do. Kate? And through these experiences, we've been able to help others. You know, we let others know, hey, you're not the only one going through this. We're, we can go th- through this together. Just give me your hands and we'll go through this dark tunnel and see the light at the end. And it may be, it may seem hard, like you'll never reach the finish line and get out of the dark tunnel, but you will, you will. It just, it takes time. It may seem so fucking hard right now. But once you get through this stronger, you will be able to look back and say that you made it. Exactly. And on that note, everybody, again, if you need assistance, remember that number is 800-273-8255. Now, uh, everyone, I believe that it is coming up on 1220 p.m., at least in my time. Kate, that's going to be 1020 for you. So, uh, or 1020 a.m., isn't it, for you? So, um... Everyone, um, please, please try to heed our advice. I sincerely hope you enjoyed our stories from today. Uh, Yes, they were a little down, but that's okay. Next week's episode will be a lot more fun for you, and it will have a lot more lively energy to it. But we thought that we've been getting questions about um, trying to introduce ourselves more and let people know who we are. And what better way to let you know who we are than two people that are vulnerable and have been vulnerable, but don't allow those vulnerabilities to get to us as much as they used to now. And we're able to use those to our advantage. We're able to use those to grow as people. And we're able to show all of you that you too can go and survive this. You can make it through what's happening right now. So again, thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode of the Culture Arc Podcast. And next week's episode, again, we'll be talking about something much more interesting. On that note, I also have a second podcast coming out with my co-host Dominic DeMace, who is assisting me in my podcast, The Classy Corner. 
Classy Corner is a podcast about the finer things in life, such as music, food, literature, and so much more. So everyone, if you get a moment, go check it out. The preview is up right now. With that being said, Kate, do you have anything you want to say before we disembark? Hello. I love you all. Mwah. Mwah. Okay. That, that's, that's a way to end it, I'll tell you. All right, folks. Well, thank you very much for tuning in, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye now. <laughs>